This is the Nebraska Greats, a weekly podcast as a service to the Nebraska Greats Foundation, which serves former collegiate athletes facing medical needs and financial challenges. Your tax-deductible contribution will change the life of a former college sports hero. Please give online at negreats.org. And now, here's your host, Jerry Murtaugh. I'm sitting here with the great... Van Bronson from Shenandoah, Iowa. Van, uh, he came to Nebraska. We will get into that, why he came here. You had offers all over the country, didn't you, Van? Well, all over the Midwest, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not so much from the the coast. You know, you'd occasionally get a letter oh, from the coast, or and I think at that time anybody that had any notoriety, Notre Dame would send a letter to. They sure. they they wouldn't send people. They'd send a letter, and yeah. Uh, yeah. and uh, they assumed that you probably were going to be, unless you were Catholic, that you were going to pick. Uh, the schools closest to you to uh, go and see. True, true. Now, you played uh, 1969, 70, and 71. Yes. And back then, freshmen couldn't play varsity, and that's too bad because I think we had some people back there that could have came in as freshmen. Yeah. And played varsity. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. It, yep. it, it, we had, I'll tell you what, the freshman team I played on, Jerry, we That's had great. some we had some great athletes there, uh, uh, like Larry Jacobson, like oh. Jeff Kinney. Oh. Oh. Uh, you know, we had oh. some people that, yeah. that could play Jeff Hughes. Yes. Uh, and had some other good defensive football players and offensive linemen. And, and so, uh, yeah, there probably were some people that could have contributed uh, our freshman year, but the majority, uh, the majority probably benefited from having that year because we had four games that we played as freshmen, and uh, and we were undefeated, but we got to see what we had yes. and learn and learn the offense and the defenses that they wanted us to run at that time. So that was really good. And we had good coaches, too, on the oh, freshman boy. team. We had Cletus Fisher as, oh, as the head, head freshman coach. coach, but Monty Kiffin was the defensive coach on right. our freshman team also. With us, too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We had some. Barry Alvarez was a grad assistant for us. He okay. taught me how to play linebacker. We had a lot of great people playing back then. Wow. And uh, uh, a freshman, majority of them uh, couldn't play varsity. They weren't mature enough. They had never seen that kind of game, the hitting. So I'm not saying a lot of them could. You might get one, two, or three that could really contribute as freshmen. Am I right? Yeah, you Very know, you're absolutely margin. correct. And I yeah. think the the benefit of the freshman class, uh, not that it didn't help the skill set players, but the biggest benefit I think with freshman ball was uh, in not competing uh, against uh, varsity players at that point was in the lines, the yes. defensive and offensive lines. I think that benefited them the most to uh, to see and and learn because we scrimmage some of the scout team players from the from the varsity, varsity. every now and then because we yep. had eight weeks of practice oh, before we yeah. ever played a game. <laughs> oh, we were yes. so ready to not oh. be hitting each other uh, mm. that we would look really look forward to that. But we scrimmaged uh, the scout teams on occasion and yeah. so we could kind of 
we could kind of see where we could fit in and and starting to grow accustomed to the contact that uh, was different between high school and and college yeah well it was same with us same thing you said that i was only what a year before you or two whatever yeah, i think you were just a year ahead of okay. me so you graduated high school in 67 didn't right, you okay right, i graduated right. in 68 so okay. 68 was was my first uh, football season in, in lincoln yeah i remember uh now it's tough for us to remember we're getting up there you you look old I mean, uh, you're a quarterback. Uh, you look old. But uh, uh, freshman, scrimmaging the varsity. I remember going up against the number one varsity, and I, I'm looking around, and all these poor uh, 18-, 19-year-old young men are going, what the heck are we doing? <laughs> and they slapped us around pretty good. Sure. You know, we had a couple words here and there, but uh, – yeah, they, they handled us. So uh, uh, there, there's a reason for freshman football. Yeah, but you, but you knew yep. that as you gained in maturity that you weren't going to have any problem uh, playing on that football field. Nope. Uh, the nope. physicality of everything that was going to happen wasn't going to affect you. I remember the first game uh, of, of our sophomore year. I started the first game against yes. uh, Southern California, and, uh, <laughs> the uh, returning national champion. That's and, right. And I was petrified, to be honest with you. I, I didn't know. I still, at that point, wasn't sure whether I could uh, yep. play on that field or not. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that also. Uh, uh, didn't uh, they played here? Am I right? Yep. They played here. We got beat by about ten, if I'm right. I think it was thirty-one twenty-one. Yes, about ten. And it was a grass field. We had yes. a grass field still. Had grass. Yep. Yeah. They had tremendous football players. Speed, height. Uh, they were good. They yeah. And we we stayed with them pretty well. Yeah, we won twenty one. It wasn't a runaway by no. any stretch of the imagination. It, 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 and I would imagine that at the end of the year, uh, even before the bowl games, but at the end of the year, uh, they were real happy they didn't have to play us again. Yeah, I agree. But then, <laughs> the last game of the year in sixty oh sixty nine, we were nine and two, weren't we? Is that yeah. we're talking about 69? I was thinking of 68. 69, we were a good football team at the end of the year. Oh, we? yeah. I don't think anybody would beat us at the end of the year. Nobody, nobody really wanted oh, to play us at that no, point with no. what we did to oh. the University of Oklahoma down in Norman you and betcha. what we did to uh, wow. the University of Georgia in El Paso. I, I'm, I'm yep. almost positive that you couldn't probably find find a coach in the United States that wanted to bring their team in and play us or play us on a neutral field. I agree. Boy, we did we develop. I mean, we had some studs on defense, offense, had you thrown a ball and your receivers, your running back. I mean, uh, Coach Devaney uh, and all the coaches uh, put that good team together. Now, 67, 68, we go 6-4, and four, all the rumors, get rid of Devaney. Those were lean, but for some reason, in 69, it all just clicked. 
guys were put together right. Well, and and sixty seven and sixty eight with the six and four records didn't mean that Devaney and his staff nope. hadn't started acquiring good players on yes. the team, yes. so that when the when that sixty eight recruiting class came in. And went through their freshman year. I I think they kind of knew that uh, that they were going to be uh, studs not only in the in the Big Eight at that point, but uh, national have a national consequence also. Yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, Southern Cal beat us by ten, and who else beat us? Uh, we lost to Missouri down in Columbia by. Seven points. I think seven? that that was about like a thirteen to. 13 to 6 game or something like that. Uh, it was low scoring. Three. Could well, no, I don't think we lost by more than a touchdown so, to them. Okay. All right. But it was but it was uh you know, we'll it was just a 7 then probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Missouri's always tough and then playing them down there in Southern Cal, are you kidding me? This is University of Southern California. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We we were good. And, and and Devaney came into the big uh, uh, the big eight, but the big eight was filled with good, oh boy, notoriously yes. great football coaches. Dan Devine was the head coach at the University of Missouri, yes. and he stocked his shelves with big, tough, strong linemen. I mean, he had some studs. Every year we played them, they would knock your head off. If they could, yeah, and it, they and were the toughest, and it didn't make any difference to me who we played, and and you know I didn't go through the the physical part that you went through as a linebacker, but I knew I could tell when somebody hit me or somebody uh, yes. uh, tackled me, uh, what kind of physical condition they're in, and whether it actually had an impact on me or not. And the University of Missouri, year in and year out, was the hardest-hitting team we played. Definitely. Definitely. And I always had respect for them, Missouri. Yeah. I did get to know, I think it was Rocky Martin. Do you remember that name, an All-American? I don't know if he was a middle guard for Missouri. It's been so long. But he was great. I think I played in a couple bowl games with him. He was nasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, great well, guy, but nasty. Yeah, they yeah. they had good athletes. Wow. <laughs> that was for sure. And most of them uh, were local. I yeah. mean, we're from the state of Missouri. Missouri, the vast majority of them. Uh, so Dan Devine did a heck of a good job at, oh, wow. with his coaching staff to get out and get those those kids to Missouri. I know the the first time I ever flew in an airplane was with a Missouri alum that came from Central Iowa in his private airplane just a i think it was a single engine uh uh small plane and stopped and picked me and my folks up and flew us down to uh uh, columbia to to watch a game and uh, go through the recruiting process down there so uh i i credit them with expanding my world into air travel yeah yeah, yeah. i mean none of us had been on a plane that's for sure so uh, let's go back uh, when you're getting recruited. I know you said Devaney was there, or no, was it? Who was at your house all the time? What coach from the University of Nebraska? Well, you know, I remember several showing up 
uh, at the house. I, I Devaney uh, Devaney. came over a few times. Actually, Devaney uh, accepted a speaking engagement at our our football banquet. And, uh, and of course, that gave him an opportunity to get to know me and get to know my parents and, and, and visit with the coaching staff that we had in, in Shenandoah. But, we had i remember a game that i played uh in glenwood iowa after the game this guy that had been lurking over in the shadows at the end of the bleachers uh, uh i noticed as we were leaving the field came up to me and it was monty kiffin he was there he was there watching that game uh and and i could remember that uh, carl selmer spent a lot of time uh uh, uh, communicating with me and talking to me and, and coming over to Shenandoah. I remember my senior year that, uh, that Carl brought the, uh, uh, one of the 67, 68 quarterbacks that they had in the system at Nebraska, a guy by the name of Frank Patrick. Ooh, Frankie. Yep. And, and I had, <clears throat> on a visitation to Kansas State, Nebraska played the day I went down there, and and Frank was the starting quarterback at that yep. point. And I'm thinking that's either 67 or, or uh, yeah, it's 66 or 67. And it was in their old stadium. It wasn't in the new stadium that they'd, they'd built. But uh, Carl Selmer and, and brought Frank Patrick to a basketball game that I played in Counts of Bluffs yeah. uh, to watch and, and chat with me and and stuff. Yep. So yep. I, I got to meet most of them. Now, I can't tell you if if your coach, John Melton, who was a tremendous recruiter, if if John, <laughs> if I had a chance to meet John before I came to campus, they – they uh, they might have been keeping me from John so that he <laughs> he couldn't influence me. Ah, uh, no, yes indeed. <laughs> well, uh, when I'm getting recruited, uh, all I know is uh, Oklahoma uh, was there all the time recruiting me, and uh, they offered me a lot of things, and I told them, I'm there, period. I mean, money, clothes plane trips for my parents games you you name it they offered it sign on the line and, and you were married no. at that point weren't you? no oh i i thought no. you got married right out of junior no. high junior <laughs> high. well no i couldn't get a date till i was senior in high school so uh no but uh, uh i was ready to sign and uh, devaney was down all the time it's 50 miles so uh I th- I, a week or two before signing date, he comes down, sits with Dad and I, and he says, I've heard some rumors uh, you're going to Oklahoma. And I just looked at him while well, I've been talking to him. And <laughs> then he tells me, he goes, now, Jerry, I've heard some other rumors. They offered you a lot of extras. And I go, I, I don't know, just 18, so I wasn't going to say anything. Then he gives me this spiel. What happens if you get caught, Jerry? You'll never play college football. Aspirations to play pro football, you'll never get there either. So you think about that if you do sign with Oklahoma. 
And, of course, Dan and I looked at each other. Devaney left, goes, oh, we can't do that. We can't do that. <laughs> yes, indeedy. He put the fear in you. Oh, he put a lot of crazy stuff. But all I know is I went down Lincoln. There's a lot of guys driving brand-new cars, had cash, new clothes. And I, I walked campus for four years, and I go, whoops, I think you got me on that one. That was just a story, old man. He, he was good at that. Stuff. Well, he he yeah. was. We're running out of time. Let's talk about the seventy season real quick. Sixty nine, nine and two. Seventy comes up. I predicted we're winning it all. Had to run steps, of course. Debanny says you just put an X on our back, and I says who cares? We're going to win it. I think that was his way of getting you in shape. Oh, he did that very well. <laughs> Always running steps. So, what do you think? I predicted. What was your thoughts going that seventy season? Well, I wasn't. Uh, you know. I knew we were good at the end of 69, yeah. but you wonder how that's going to carry over into the next season. You wonder how the uh, uh, the new class coming in is going to help and <clears throat> benefit the team concept. And uh, it looked good, though. Yes. You, you weren't out of line in predicting that. Just basically from the end of the previous season, yes. the, the way we were playing and the way we were beating people, uh, the observation was things aren't going to change too much from here because yep. some of the people that were maybe leaving the program, we had good ones coming in for replacement. Big purposes time. uh so yeah i knew we were going to be good yeah i knew we were going to be good wow. yeah uh, and, and like you said uh we went through fall or winter camp and yeah. these new young people like you coming in and no not you the young people coming in you, you got an idea spring ball that's where we found out who was nasty yeah it wasn't this touch football and all the things they do now. Uh, I seem to remember full pads every day, and if we didn't get any hitting in, there was something wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, to be completely honest with you, too, that first spring there, actually it would have been the second spring I went through, uh, they they hadn't started using the, the... green or oh, what you like to call the pink jersey, the pink for, quarter, jersey for, quarterbacks. for quarterbacks no you guys uh you, know, you were fair game a lot of the time well i know it is yeah. during scrimmages we sure were yes indeedy now uh, maybe in in some station work that we'd have during uh, uh some of the practices <clears throat> uh, where it'd be live uh, they might say live to the quarterback and and right. don't take him to the ground just punch him in the face there you go that's <laughs> why you have that little face mask there but uh you're right everything was live don't touch the quarterback but touch everybody else on yeah both sides of that ball yeah that's uh and i think uh personally i think that's not a good thing for the football players now I uh, I talked to uh, Dominic Rayola, Jason Swab, and I asked about hitting during the week, and they even said your body needs to get acclimated to being hit, and when it doesn't, that's when the injuries come in. I've got this from those two great offensive linemen, and I think that's why all the injuries now and everything in games. They're not used to getting hit. You know, I, I, I that really comes to me 
by trying to watch the first half of the oh my spring goodness. game this year. I, I, yep. Well, this is nothing but a touch football game. Exactly. And so I, I basically stopped watching it. Yep. But I, I've got a lot of uh, I've got a lot of faith in Scott Frost. Yes. Scott's a very intelligent young yes. man. He's he's learned football from the best people. So uh, he yep. he he. I'm sure that eventually Scott's going to make the decisions uh, that are going to contribute to us getting back on the national scene at least i I hope so i yeah we all do and i think uh had tom rathman on the show asked him a question you're a new head coach in nebraska how many years are going to take you to get the culture and get your players in he said a minimum of three years minimum fourth and fifth year you better see some wins yeah so i think uh i think scott's right there I'm, and I'm hoping. Yeah. yeah. But there again, it brings to the point, <clears throat> the culture oh. is the hitting yes. in Nebraska, yes. offensively and yes. defensively. That is the culture of Nebraska football. Mm-hmm. And and so I think you've got to bring that to the kids today. Yep. Uh, they're going to tra- you're going to have kids transfer in and out the way they've made it so easy for them nowadays. Uh, no matter what, some might w- want to transfer out because of the hitting. Some uh, some transfer because they think they should be playing. And and you know it, it, I hope they're successful yeah. wherever they go, whatever they do. Exactly. But the culture at Nebraska should be physical. Yes, yes, and and uh, I'm getting to know the D coordinator. Eric Shalander a little bit, and we've talked, and I, I told, I said, kid, the only way you're going to get to know me, you wanted to know me, and I says, you come down here, we're going to drink scotch, we're going to smoke stogies, we're going to lie to each other, that's how you get to know Murtaugh. <laughs> and he said, he's biting at the bit, and I said, good man, and he's young, he played for Iowa. He was an offensive lineman for Iowa. Okay. But talking to him down Lincoln, he's, he has that attitude, a good attitude. He's like Kiffin was. Okay. He, you mean he, he's, he has – it just seems like he has that attitude. You know, Kiffin didn't scream much. He got excited for everybody and did his dancing. And, and Eric, he seems that way. I'll talk to you. I'm not going to scream in your face, and we're going to correct things and do things right. But you give me everything you have, and I think uh, he's going to be a good D coordinator. Well, I I I I've watched his defenses uh, for the last three years, and uh, they progressed each year. They've yep. gotten a little better, and and I I have to think that he's got to be an outstanding chess master. Oh. Uh, in order to be a defensive coordinator, yes. you've got to set up defenses. You've got to analyze and evaluate film that puts people in the proper place that they need to be successful. Yes, I agree. You hit that on the head. Yeah. So we're thinking uh, this year, I'm I'm a hoper, but uh, I'm still back in uh, Scott coaching staff. All these young men, great strength coach. Things, uh, I think they're getting nastier. I really think they're getting nasty. So we'll, we'll wait and see, won't we? If they, I hope they're getting nasty in the uh, in the trenches. Uh, yes, the, the, have to. The front seven defensively yep. and, and the front 
uh, uh, six yep. offensively. Yep. Uh, I hope they're getting nasty. Uh, the one thing I would like to see is uh, is the evaluation of personnel that they bring in or they recruit. I would like to see uh, them be a little more positive in in some of the people that they bring in in their evaluations of people and not depend on these recruiting services that yes. that uh, yep. uh, have three stars four stars five star players yep. uh you, because you don't you you get no. those star players and you, you don't know what their heart is exactly and and the problem with an 18-year-old young man, the papers have told him how good he is and how great he's going to be, and they get that in their head, and they forget you're 18, you're going to get knocked down a lot. So you better be prepared, grab your kahunas, and get after it. That's right. And that's something that surprised me when I came to uh, to Lincoln as a freshman and I was there, the, you know, all the coaches that uh, that blue smoke uh, in recruiting uh, basically kind of ignored me. It made me uh, think, gosh, am I really going to be able to do this? Do they appreciate having me here? Or what's the deal right. now? Uh, you have to earn it. What, what am I going to have to do? <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I appreciate it. We're out of time. Uh, now I guess I have to buy you lunch, right? Well, I don't know if you have to, but uh, uh, you're bigger and faster than I am. Faster? So, oh, so whatever you say goes. Okay, we're going to lunch. <laughs> I appreciate this, Van. This is Nebraska Greats Foundation. Uh, what we do is we find recipients, former collegiate athletes in the state of Nebraska, if you've lettered in a sport, man or woman, at any of the 16 colleges or universities in the state of Nebraska, you have medical and emergency needs, you get a hold of us. Negreats.org. This has been Nebraska Greats, a weekly podcast serving the Nebraska Greats Foundation. You can find each episode on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Please give generously to serve Nebraska's former sports heroes in need at anygreats.org. And be sure to follow the Any Greats on Facebook and Twitter.